0: Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. The Killer Women Vodcast is pleased to be a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. To learn more about Danielle and her books, visit her at www.daniellegerard.com, and to access all of our vodcasts, go to youtube.com forward slash authors on the air. And now... Danielle's next killer woman. Hello, and welcome to Killer Women podcast. I'm your host, suspense author Danielle Gerard, and my guest today is Geneva Geneva Rose. Geneva is the Amazon charts best selling author of The Perfect Marriage, which is optioned for film and translated into a dozen languages. Her newest suspense novel. Which I have in my hot little hands, gorgeous cover is One of Us is Dead, and it is out April 26th from Blackstone Publishing. One of Us is Dead has been named a best book, a best new book by Pop Sugar, a most anticipated 2022 book by Nerd Daily, and a must read mystery by Amazon. With over 350,000 followers on TikTok, Geneva enjoys creating content both on screen and on the page, and boy, does she have a fun book coming for us. So welcome Geneva, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, it's such a thrill. Okay, first, importantly, can you tell us a little bit about the the story? Tell us about One of Us is Dead.
1: Yeah, so One of Us is Dead. Um, It centers around a salon owner who gets entangled in the lives of her elite wealthy clients. And when one of them ends up dead, it's only her and her accumulation of town gossip that can help the police solve the murder.
0: And it is one of those books where multiple points of view. Um, all these women, you know. It's I love reading books about women because I I think we're the more interesting gender no offense to the men, um, but I also love it because the relationships you portray are so real. There's 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 a level of, you know, we're a little snippy and snarky, but we're also super loyal and all the layers are in there, which is, which is super fun. Um, and I think you do an amazing job of get it, letting us get to know all these different women. Um, Jenny, who is, as you mentioned, the, the salon owner, she's sort of our main character and, mm-hmm. and she comes across as really cool headed when, you know, she's dealing with these women in this very wealthy town, many of them sort of prone to drama. Um, tell us like, it was there a specific time this, this story came to you? Was it inspired by a salon? Was it the character that happened first? How did this evolve?
1: Uh, I was actually inspired when I was sitting in a salon chair back when I lived in Wisconsin and I was talking to my hairstylist and she mentioned something that I had told her and it was personal. And I was like, oh my gosh, I told you that. And I'm like, why would I tell you that? And she was like, you wouldn't believe what people say while they're sitting in this chair. And it was a light bulb moment. And I was just like, oh my gosh, a salon is the perfect setting for a thriller because everyone's just airing out their dirty laundry, revealing things. You don't even realize you're revealing, and basically, by the time I got home, I had half the story plotted in my head, and I just knew there was something there with a the salon and a salon owner, or a hairstylist being at the the middle and the center of it all.
0: Yeah, she's such a great character, and we and you do find and in, in, in ways you're rooting for most of the characters, which I also think is fun. And um, even the sort of not so nice one, uh, or you know, ones with sort of a little bit. Um, yeah shadier history i shall say without ruining anything for us um but i one of the things i also really love about this book is not only does it deal with sort of the the issues of that are real but you know also sort of we think of as being in these really wealthy communities like infidelity and divorce and new younger wives and plastic surgery and money money stuff it also really deals with the sort of very real issue of online bullying and um you know one character um sort of is i mean rather eviscerated through a very cruel youtube video and as a huge TikTok um personality i imagine you've seen your share of nasty comments i want to hear about how that uh, situation developed for you and was it inspired by something personal or um
1: yeah so i i grew up in the generation that literally grew up on social media. You know, I had AIM and then uh, MySpace and then YouTube and Facebook and even Vine. Um, so I've had a lot of experience with, you know, what happens online. Um, for the most part with TikTok, it's been, I would say, 99.9% extremely positive. Um, but in, on other platforms, it can be negative and you can be bullied on there or you can just witness other people being bullied. you go to a comment section on YouTube and it's of just horrible, mean comments. Um, So I really wanted to draw like upon that and what it's like online. And I thought that was just a really nice way of tying it in to make it so it's also like very modern as well. Um, And yeah, that's kind of what I drew on, but- TikTok has been, there's been some trolls on there. You'll get them. But the nice thing about TikTok is you can ignore them. You can block them. Or you can respond to their comment in a video and kind of call them out. And oh. I do that sometimes where I'm just snarky or funny back. And a lot of times they either delete their comment or they apologize. Or they say, I was just kidding. I wasn't being mean. So it's
0: kind of funny that way. <laughs> that it, 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 It's interesting because the women in in your story are a little bit older than, I mean, they are not women in my my impression not women who grew up in the, in this generation so it's a little it's different feels different to them um mm-hmm. than it would be than it would be someone someone like you I I can't even stand to read like book my own book reviews so I can't imagine um when it feels so personal but um but I really appreciated that part of the story because I do think that's you know obviously a, a huge um and real thing, and, and not a very nice aspect of uh, our world today. So, um, so okay, you have this incredibly interesting story about how you first got published, and I want to sort of divide. I don't want to, I don't want you to tell all of it at once. I want to sort of parcel it out. So, you tell me. Um, you wrote your. Tell me about how you published that first book, and and then where TikTok came in, and we'll, we can talk about that part of it too, because obviously that everybody's so curious about that.
1: Okay. Um, So I started really like seriously writing, wanting to write a book in 2016. I had tried before, never made it past page 80. And I was literally wrote my first book just for myself. And because I wanted to write one and cross it off my bucket list. But somewhere in the middle, I fell in love with the process. And I was like, you know, maybe I can keep doing this. And that first book didn't get published. Well, initially, the, the actual first book that got published was the second book I wrote, and that was *The Perfect Marriage*.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: I'd have, I have—I think I have one of the strangest like publication journeys because. I ended up getting an agent with that book within two weeks of querying, where the first one I never got an agent within the year mm-hmm. with hundreds of rejections. But, um, and I went out on submission, it did not sell, um, went out another round, then we just weren't hearing back. And I ended up parting ways with my agent after 18 months. Uh, just because difference in communication and working styles, which is apparently a very normal part of the industry. Very. Um, <laughs> which it was a very tough decision. I didn't realize how common it is. Yeah, and I just kept course. thinking, no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay because it's so right. hard to get another one. But right. I left. And I kind of got. Um, I realized I couldn't query The Perfect Marriage because it had already been out on submission and no agents wanted to see it. And I was just like, well, I really believe in this book and I think I can sell it even if I don't have the backing of a big publisher. So I decided to query directly to small publishers that, you know, take on agented submissions. Mm-hmm. And I had an offer within two days for publication. And it was something I really grappled with because it's, you can kind of get pigeonholed in this industry if like, mm-hmm. if I would have published and it didn't sell well, like no, no one else is really going to take a look at my or my work so but I was like I have at that point I had seven plus years of social media and digital marketing experience I was working for a fortune 500 company working on household brands and I was like I think I can market this book and that's you know I well actually it was funny because before even TikTok blew up I did really well on Instagram and that's what Mm -hmm. led to the film and television deal and I didn't have a litter agent and I didn't have a film agent. So I like scrambled to find a film agent, but sh- there's no like, you can't, there's no guidelines to, no. I was just sending out cold queries like, hello, I have a film offer. And, right. And um, can you
0: help me? Right.
1: Yeah. It was just, I actually heard back on some of those, but I ended up already, one of my author friends, she had a massive book deal and it just, it came with a film agent. So yeah. she was like, I can introduce you to mine. And, that film agent you know I, I worked with her she um, did the deal and then she was like we need to get you we need to get you a literary agent so I can sell more of your film and television rights and I was like yes that would be lovely and she ended up introducing me to like four or five agents um, only one offered on one of us is dead and then I had an outstanding offer on the girl I was so then I had to decide there like what do I want my next book to be right and I decided Obviously one of us is dead because the perfect marriage had done so well. Right.
0: Okay, so back up because it's a, so much, there's like so much potential <laughs> out there. Um so okay, so you have experience with social media. You started on Instagram and sort of, you know, what was your thought? Like you ended up what was, do you know what the initial print run was for your book at the small press?
1: That's what's funny about it. It was a digital first publisher. It was okay. never supposed to be in bookstores and it's in Barnes and Noble stores now. Of
0: course, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like, I mean, we, we've heard, these are very rare stories, which is why they're so fun to hear. Um, I mean, The Martian, we hear about The Martian, that's sort of a, the last one of those I've heard. So ta- so it was digital first and then you started to, did you end up finding a publisher? Did you self publish it um, no. to get the, the copies, the physical book copies? Uh, no, so
1: how that works is it's digital first, and then yeah. the paperback is print on demand, which was really funny, because I think the paperback version has sold over 80,000 copies, like total, yeah. I think it's over 200,000 across all formats, Um But I remember like getting comments on TikTok when it blew up and it sold like 11,000 copies in four days from Amazon workers being like, your book is everywhere in our warehouse.
0: That's so fun. Yeah. So, okay. So you did it. um, And you, do you attribute something specific? Like, you know, if you were saying, I look back and I think this is the thing that kind of really helped was it, I know you did sort of little, um, I've seen some of the sort of, they're almost little skits of like you're being, you're, you're, you know, your perfect marriage using your very talented and funny, uh, I'm plugging Drew here, um, husband. So, um, but, you know, tell us about like, you know, tell us about that, the creation of that and what you think, what worked, what was fun about it or not fun. Um,
1: I think really being like one of the first authors that was using the platform, um, I do remember like, people kind of like in the industry kind of looking down on me that I was using TikTok to market my yes, book. Yeah. And I've heard from other authors that are with like the big five and they were like, when we are, when I saw what you were doing, like in September of 2020, like I wanted to jump on TikTok and my publisher told me I couldn't cause it would ruin my brand. And now it's funny. Cause like all authors are on there, basically all yeah. publishers were on there. Um, but what really did it was cause I was on submission with one of us is dead. And in January of 2021, I was like, oh, you know what, I was doing TikTok and I got, you know, I never surpassed like a million views, but it was like 750,000 views on a video, you know, marketing my book. So I came up with this idea, and this is what I attribute to everything, was like story time, like doing a story time of your own story was really trendy on TikTok. So I was like, okay, what if I you know, tell a story as if it were my own, but it's actually the protagonist in my novel. It's that Mm -hmm. story. It's the plot of it. So I tell the story and it's a 30 second video. And at the end, I'm like, actually, uh, that's the plot of my novel. Yeah. And it got that video got 5 million views. Um, it shot me up to number three on Amazon books, like number 20 in the Kindle store, number 20 in the That's
0: Audible store. It's so fun. And it's a yes. really fun video. Um, I'm assuming we can find you can, I mean, we can find you at t- TikTok, um, but it's, yeah, you, you have, do you have it attached to like your website and stuff? I feel like we should all be able to directly find that video.
1: I don't, but I should do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's, okay. it's buried now. I did another like a one like that too. And that other one got like 8 million views. So it just was, it was working so much that it became a trend. Then I saw like readers doing it with their favorite books. I saw other authors doing it. Yeah. I saw publishers doing it. So yeah. it just became a huge trend. Um, and that's what I attribute because- you know, I was the first one that did it. And I was, I was actually scared that like people watching it would be like, Oh, you're so annoying. Like that's the plot of your book, but they didn't, they loved no. it. They thought it
0: was so clever. Right. We and bought it in. Them- we're <laughs> like, what is happening to this poor woman? And then we're like, Oh, I love it. Oh, no, nice. I think, um, and isn't it funny, I think that's just the truth about every industry, right? Is to be a front runner in something is usually to be looked at like, oh, you do not know what you're doing only to be able to look back a little later and be like, yes, I did know what I was doing. So um, so how are you using TikTok now? I mean, are we, do we get a story time with one of us is dead? I do
1: plan on doing that, um, Uh even though it's kind of been played out, but I will do it again. Um, I have a lot of uh, TikTok ideas to, you know, promote it. Um, I want to do something in a salon um, as well. I just got to find a salon around here. Um, Yeah, I have a lot of ideas. And what was really cool was like, you know, I went on that first submission round for one of us is dead, and it was all rejections. And then I blew up on TikTok, and my book was a bestseller. And we were going out on submission round two, and all of a sudden the offers started pouring in. Of so course, of course. Publishing really took notice and was like, "This is." And now they know, like they're all on there now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because one of the, the lessons I've learned, and, and you know, my first book came out in 2000, so I'm, it's been a while. Is that really the publishers do look to authors to find you know markets and niches for their books it's I mean it and more and more it was different for sure and when my first book was out then it than it was when my most recent book was out so the fact that you found a way to connect directly to readers and to connect readers to your book and to make people want to buy your book it's that makes you a very very valuable commodity so congratulations mm-hmm. that's so fun okay so what would you tell um, you know you'd all but like you like most of us um you have a book buried in the backyard that's what i that's Mm -hmm. what i say about my three books that didn't uh, ever get published so um with your experience and it's newer since you started you said in in 2016 geneva what what would you tell to somebody who's like you know written a book and and it hasn't sold is there anything you sort of feel like i wish i had known or i'm glad i kept this in mind
1: um i guess like You know, I was so dead set on wanting like the big five book deal, the big splashy book deal that everyone wants. And it took me a long time to decide, like, you know, there's like such a thing, like, oh, it's beneath you. And that's what I kept thinking. Not like it was beneath me, but like, I want to be, you know, better than that. And I realized there's not a correct path to publication. And I remember like being like, you know, kind of jealous of like the book deals I was seeing or like some of my close friends that all of a sudden they had this huge splashy book deal. And I'm just like, Oh, and I took like this different path where I kind of had to keep building and building until I got to where I want to be. So I would say just let go of, you know, you have to have the big splashy deal. Cause I've seen that not work out too, where a career ends because they got the big splashy
0: deal and they didn't um. burn out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's actually sort of the the other thing that you mentioned, which is also really important, is that you cannot look at anybody else's path, right? I mean, it's, it does not tell us anything, how it worked for one person, unfortunately, because like you said, million dollar advance on one book and then never another book again, or, you know, no advance. And then, uh, you know, a best New York Times bestseller in the long run. So, um, so it's, it's, a, it, it's all up in the air. So you've got One of Us Is Dead is coming um, mm-hmm. it, April 26th. And I'm still in love with this cover. I actually like to look for something in my wardrobe that matches sort of the, co- the cover of this book, but it's, it's so pink. So I kind of wore my champagne and thought, you know, this is about as close as I can get, but it's beautiful. I really love this cover. Um, so you. tell me what's next, Geneva, when we read this one, everyone's gonna be saying, when's Geneva's next book out? What are you working on? Um, well, my,
1: my, so I'm close to signing another book deal with Blackstone. It just hasn't been announced yet. So my next book is Will Published in, or Will published in 2023, and yeah. it centers around an Airbnb and uh, a guest that stays at an Airbnb in the middle of Wyoming and falls in love with the host. Um, but as her departure date nears, things change for the worse, and they don't trust each other. She fears he won't let her leave. He fears that she's hiding something from him. So it's kind of a cautionary tale of what can go wrong when you open up your house and your heart to a total stranger. And it's called, You Shouldn't Have Come Here. So that's next.
0: That is so exciting. Oh, that'll be really fun. Okay, so tell us now um, where we can find you. Your website, TikTok, give us all your handles.
1: Um, My website's GenevaRose.com and essentially almost all of my handles, except for Twitter is author and Twitter is Geneva Rose books. And that's just because I, I think it was too long. So I couldn't have it be that.
0: Yeah, I know there I have, unfortunately, mine are all different. And it is a little bit confusing. But that's so wonderful. Well, you guys, I, I do everybody who's listening, I did find this one of those, you know, just stay up. I'm just one more chapter, just one more scene from one more character at, until the very last. And then I thought, Oh, I have it figured out. And then the next time I'm like, oh, I do not have it figured out. So that was really fun. It was a really fun read. You took us on a great ride. And I love hearing about TikTok because it is not my generation. Um, But as I told Geneva before this call started, my daughter actually follows Geneva. So I got a little uh, street cred here at home by the fact that I know a a famous TikToker. So, This has been the Killer Women podcast. We are part of the Global Authors on the Air Network. Thank you so much for joining us. Geneva, thank you so much for being here. Until next time, bye. Thank you. (laughs)